Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Good morning. Ooh, hello. Today we are back in Psalm 23, and we have started a message. This is the third message, and we started with who are you like? We started that message. And what we were asking was, are you like a fierce animal, like a lion, a bear? Are you like a cougar, jaguar, or a lamb? And so we talked about being sheep because Christ said we were all like sheep. And so we, last week we started another message, which is a part two. And the message basic was saying, I want to be more like a sheep. That's what the message was. I want to be more like a sheep. We told you last week that you need to do two things. We need to renew our mind if we want to be like a sheep, according to the word of God. And we also need to renew our mind to remain like a sheep. We said that. Then we went right into the 23rd Psalm. Let's go into that scripture and see what God has for us today. It starts off in verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters, King James would say, or quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now we unpack those three verses the last two weeks. And we said that we wanted to have this psalm more than just a memory verses, more than just favorite psalm, because it's a favorite psalm of many people. It's a lifestyle that we really believe. It's a lifestyle that we really walk out. This is what we really want to do. So let's go into the fourth verse and see what God has for us today. I want to take maybe 25 to 30 minutes talking about that and teaching on it. We might go into the fifth. We might get to the sixth, but I doubt it. (laughs) Now, I'm reading from the New American Standard, and the King James will start off with yay. And uh, if you just use that and don't look up in the words, you might not know what yay means. Uh, it's, It's more than just a yay. Yay! It's more than just a yay, yay. It's Even though, yea though, even though, even though. And I like that. I mean, I just just like that. I like the way it starts off. Because it starts off uh, with something that, in words that, they are declarations. And if you would look at this psalm and divide it up a little bit, the first verse is actually a declaration. It's a declaration of the Lord, your shepherd, because that's what he says. The Lord is my shepherd. It's a declaration. And it, it, he said it emphatically, and we taught on that. Then it went to verse 2 and 3, and it told about who this great shepherd of his, speaking of David, was. And that's what we would do. We'll, we'll tell people how great our shepherd is. And that's what we were doing today. 
this morning. Now, I wanted to move from that in verse 4 because when we start thinking of he makes me to lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside still waters, he restores my soul, we can sing and we can talk about he, him. And that's good, but it's not personal. It's it's not something that that, uh, uh, you're having that intimacy with. I like to talk personal to God, and and sometimes I get uh, mixed up, and not not mixed up, I just sing it differently sometimes, and I have to catch myself, uh, like this this song we were singing, uh, How Great, uh, you know, what is that, How Great Is Our God? Uh, our verse doesn't seem how great is our God um, because I changed it. <laughs> I said, how great are you, God? How great is my God? I wanted to be personable, okay? Uh, but well, I know we're singing congregationally, so we're saying our, and I like to sing that personally. Uh, uh, so occasionally sometime I'll, I'll come up and I'll say, Hey, let's sing that again. Let's make it personable. Let's, let's change the hour to my. You know, sometimes I'll do that. Uh, but this is what this verse 4 is saying. This verse 4 has switched from he. He leads me. He makes me. It's switched from that. And it's going to this personal intimacy that we see. And it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil for you are with me. He's talking, he's talking to, to his, his shepherd. You see? He's not talking about his shepherd. He's talking to his shepherd. He's saying, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil. My cup, King James, runneth over. Now, he's talking personally. I like that personal relationship. Don't you think God wants a personal relationship with us? He wants that intimacy. He wants us to, to love on him. He wants us to uh, get away from, you know, uh, well, he to God, you. Father, you. You. That's that intimacy. That's, that's personal. And you, I'm sure you wouldn't do that with uh, your wife or your wife-to-be young uh, people, you probably wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't uh, uh, want to be real romantic with your wife and you'll say, well, uh, sweetheart, uh, she is like a... And she said, who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you will be in deep yogurt. <laughs> Without a doubt, deep yogurt, see. <laughs> So that's, that's the way God is. He wants that intimacy with us, see? He wants us to, uh, to stop talking about, you know, he, come on, here I am. It, it, it's, here I am, talk to me. So that's how, how we have to look at this, this verse 4. And let's go a little bit deeper. Even though, even though. And that's telling us something that what's about to follow really it doesn't matter. The next words, really, they don't matter. Because he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
that's already nullified. I don't care if I'm walking through the valley of shadow death. Even though I am walking through the valley of shadow death, even though, see, I don't care. It's not a concern of mine. I don't care. Even though, yay though, I walk through the valley of shadow death. That, that's what that even though is talking about. And he's saying, I walk. I walk. Now, we can look at that, that I walk a lot of different ways. I think when we're talking about I walk, he could have said, I run through the valley of the shadow of death. Because if I were afraid, and you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about uh, when something uh, jump out at you and, and it's bad and this is, you know, one of those um, uh, pit bulls or something and the neighbor got out and he, he got the chain, pull him behind him and he's running after you. And you know, you just don't say, oh, hey, little puppy, puppy. You, you, <laughs> no, 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 no. You get your hat and you just, you just hold it in your hand because you don't want to lose it and you just, you're gone, right? You run because you are afraid. Is that correct? Anything we're afraid of, we run. Is that correct? We don't walk. He says, even though I walk. Now, walking is not either standing still. Because sometimes we get, it's like we're in shock. It was like, here comes a pit bull and we freeze. Well, no, we don't want to freeze. <laughs> we don't want to freeze. What we want to do is we want to continue walking, continue walking. So that's what he's saying, even though I walk. It's a progressive thing, progressive thing. He says, through, through. Come on now, have you ever analyzed that word, through? Even though I walk through, he's not saying, even though I walk to. Because you can walk to the valley of the shadow of death. You can walk in the valley of the shadow of death. But he didn't say that. He said, I walked through. That's, that, that, that is a, to telling his Lord, his shepherd, that I'm going through this thing. I'm going through it. I am not going to stand still in, in shock and in fright and freeze. I'm not going to run. You know, like I'm afraid, I am going to walk through. Wouldn't it have been nice if, if um, you remember the, the scenario when, when Jesus said, let's go to the other side. And they got in the boat. And he went to sleep. And the winds and the waves, you know, got boisterous. And the, and the water got into the boat and it was about to sink. And it started sinking. And, hey, master, don't you care that we are sinking? What did he say? Oh, you of little faith. Why did he say that? Because he's already told him, let's get in the boat. We're going to the, well, other side. He said, hey, let's get in the boat. We're going out here and we're going to sink. He didn't tell him that, did he? No, he didn't tell him that. And that's what is saying here in the scripture, in the 23rd Psalm, in verse, verse 4, it says, even though I walk through, through, we're going somewhere. How can he have that type of confidence? 
How can he have that kind of confidence to know that he's not going to walk into it, to it, and die? Because our thoughts is the shadow of death. He has a confidence in his shepherd, doesn't he? His shepherd is a great shepherd. He knows, David knows, because, of course, he was a shepherd. He knows that he protected his sheep. He didn't care what came about. He was going to lead those sheep, his father's sheep, through danger. So David knew being uh, in the good shepherd, the great shepherd's hand, he was going through. He was going through. Now, it also said that he's going through the valley the valley. Oh, my goodness, the valley. The valley now can be good because the valley, you know, the water can run all down and, and, and run into the valley, and the valley can be green grass. It can be nice flowers. It can be a lot of food. It can be all those things in the valley where it might not be that way on a mountaintop because you know, it's hard to grow things on the, on the side of a mountain. But in the valley, you can grow things. But this valley, I don't think it's that. <laughs> I think this valley, because he said the valley of the shadow of death, I think this valley is a valley, like in, in over in Eastern Time, because that's where it is, that you have mountains to make a valley. Is that correct? You gotta have a mountain to have a valley. Okay, so what happens on these mountains? Sometimes in, in the Eastern culture, you have ambushes. You know, you have people, if you're ever going to want to have advantage, uh, an advantage over somebody and you want to fight them, get them in the valley and you stay on in the higher ground. You, do y'all watch Westerns? I mean, you should know that. You, know, <laughs> you really should know that. Is that you, know, you always get higher than your opponents, and therefore you can always take care of them, you just pick them off one at a time because they got to try to come up to get to you, and, and you're looking down, shooting at them, they just fall on down, they just roll all the way down the mountain. That's, that's what you do. And so that's what is depicting here, is, is mountains, and there are, there, there are danger on the mountains. Overlooking them. Because it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, so, in order to have a shadow, it has to be something or somebody that's going to cast that shadow. Am I right? I mean, you know, it's been a long time since I took science and, and all that kind of stuff. So, but I, I think, I think I'm, I'm correct that in order to have a shadow, you don't have shadow just in a dark room. We can cut these lights off and you won't see a shadow. Not one shadow. We won't see each other, even though some of you are white. You won't see you. You, know what I'm you won't see you, I guarantee you. <laughs> you won't see you. And you definitely won't see me. <laughs> That's a fact. You won't see me. So, so is somebody up there or something up there is casting this shadow. But I also know that there must be light. <laughs> there must be light in order to cast a shadow. So I like to think 
that David knew there's light up ahead. He's, he's going to go through this thing. He sees the shadow of death. And when it says that the, the shadow of death is one of the uh, few Hebrew compound words uh, in the Hebrew will be the Old Testament. And it's few of those. And, and it means like shades of death. The shade. You know how you get on a, on a tree on a hot day because on a sunny, bright day, 100 degrees, you want to get in the shade, they say. Uh, well, it's the shades of death. That's what, that's what that shadow of death means. That's, that's the Hebrew word. Shades of death. It also means terror. Terror. You know? Ooh, terror, you know? It also means calamity. Calamity. <laughs> it also means deep darkness. Deep darkness. That's what it means. Now, if, if you're looking at this you know, strong word, you know, it would be uh, 67, 57. Yeah. And so th- this, is, this is what it means. Now, it's telling me that even though I'm going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear an evil. I'm not going to fear an evil. Even though I'm walking through terror, in order, even though I'm walking through calamity, even though I'm walking through thick, deep darkness in my situation, I will fear no evil. Now you can minister this fourth verse to people. Because all of us go through dark times. All of us go through some shades or some shadows of death. And in some cases, it can mean really um, where a person has gone away from God, gone away from the shepherd, and is in anguish of soul. They're backslidden. Anguish of soul. And they're in sin. It can mean that also. The valley is a shadow of death. Now the shadow of death is actually what it says. The shadow of life. A shadow of what? Death. What does that mean? That means, as it said... Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of lions? You just said it. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of people? You just said it. The shadow of death. So that means that what's casting the shadow? Death. Death is casting. Now, any time that there is a shadow of something, it is close enough to you to grasp, grasp you is close enough to you to take hold of you. Do you hear what I'm saying? If you're in something shadow, you're pretty close. You're pretty close. Isn't it? Yeah. Psalm 91 would tell us that, wouldn't it? Because we're under the shadow of 
of the Almighty. You know? So when you're under the shadow, you're under the protection. You're close enough to it. If you're under the shadow of death, ooh, <laughs> not too good. Not too good. Now, is it, is it possible that we can make this, apply this to our lives? Is it possible we can do that? Just the ones that I've said, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though we're walking through calamity, even though we're walking through uh, terror, even though we're walking through uh, situations, we'll feel no evil. Because after all, I believe that, that we need encouragement like that. I think we need encouragement even though this situation presents itself. It looks like, it looks like death, a shadow of death for my Let's say, child who strayed away from the Lord. Can it be that? Huh? How about the depth of a relationship? Sometimes we get afraid that, that uh, uh, especially when we are pretty young, uh, we, we, we really, really care for somebody. We, we think that God has put this person in our lives and then it doesn't work out. And, and you know, we... we there's a lot of sorrow and boo-hooing, you know, uh, because it's a death of a relationship. Right? You know what I'm talking about. There, we can minister that to people and we can apply that to our lives is that even though I, I face situations that is, it's like death, it's a shadow of death. It could take hold of me, but I'm not going to fear any evil. Have any of you have ever been sick? And uh, I know probably most, most of you maybe haven't been sick. You don't work in divine health, right? And so, but I, I've been sick before. And uh, I had something. It was called, I thought it was, I don't know what it was. But they said when, later on when I went to the emergency room, it was like, uh, I think, was it kidney stones, gallstones? I think it was kidney stones. And um, I thought I was going to die. I'm serious. I really did. I couldn't sit down. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't lie down. I mean, I was hurting. And you are hurting when you can't do either of those three. <laughs> I'm serious. You're hurting. And Minerva will tell you that it, it doesn't take much uh, for me to, you know, really be crying and, you know, boo-hoo and stuff, you know. Uh, you know, <laughs> come on, sweetheart. It's just a headache. Come on, you know. <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> Maybe it's a tumor, man, you know. <laughs> I know some of you, some of you um, women can relate uh, to that with your men. You know? uh, we, we think we're so tough until we get sick. <laughs> Can you get me a glass of water? Can you go still give me some juice? Yeah. I think I want a ginger ale. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have this situation. I can apply this thing to myself. And I can say, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear any evil. I'm not going to fear any evil. Now, why am I not going to fear any evil? It says, because... Right? I'm not going to fear the evil because or for you are with me. Does that make any difference? 
You see what makes a difference? Yeah, it makes a difference. Who is the you? Huh? Here is Yahweh, right? We know in the New Testament, why is our shepherd? Jesus Christ. That makes, a, that's make, that makes all the difference. All the difference. Because we have total confidence in Yahweh. We have total confidence in the shepherd. What can he not do? Is it anything that he cannot do? Is he all-powerful? Is he all-knowing? Who has the keys to death and hell? Huh? Jesus, doesn't he? Yeah. And is it anything that can happen that God doesn't want to happen? Let's say, let's keep it in, in Old Testament. Is it anything that can happen that God doesn't want to happen? And to say that, you'll say, well, he's not all-powerful then. Because I believe that Satan, death, hell, I don't care who it is, what it is, it cannot overpower God. It cannot have his way. If we just look at Job, let's go there for just a minute. Chapter 10. Let's go to Job chapter 10. I'll turn one, one, one book back from Psalm. Uh, uh, Job chapter 10. We will see something that he says here uh, in verse, I think, 20 maybe. Yes, verse 20. Now, we, know that, we know the beginning of Job. We know that Job is going through this calamity, this shadow of death, because God allowed the enemy to Satan to touch his stuff. Is that right? First he said, don't touch him. Could the Satan say, devil said, hey, I touch who I want to. I'm going to touch him and there's nothing you can do about it. Did he say that? No, he would have gone up in smoke. No, no, no. He's only in existence because God allows it. God can put him in chains anytime he wants to. Is that correct? That's right. He can do nothing. So, even though Jesus Christ has not come in the flesh at that time, that they've been 23rd Psalm, God is God. There's nothing the enemy can do. So, in verse 20, it says, he, this is Job saying, would he not let my few days alone withdraw from me that I may have a little cheer before I go and I shall not return. And he's talking about dying. It says, to the land of darkness and, near my understanding, it says, deep shadow, but it's the same word, Six or seven to seven. As in the King James, it says it like it is. What does it say? Shadow of death. Even though, you say, in the shadow of death, 
verse 22, the land of utter gloom as darkness itself. Of deep shadow or of the shadow of death without order and which shines as the darkness. Job was going through some things. He was going through some things. Let's go to Isaiah 9. Let's go there. Uh, I want to... Well, well before that, let's, let's go on to 107. Psalm 107, 10. Let's go there. And then we'll go to, we'll, we'll go to that. In Psalm 107, 10, it's similar. It says, verse 10, There were those who dwelt in darkness... And in the, what's those three words? Shadow of death, prisoners in misery and chains, because they had rebelled against the words of God and spawned the counsel of the Most High. You know anybody's like that? Sure, sure. It says here, Therefore he humbled their heart with labor, and they stumbled, and there was none to help. Then they cried out to the Lord, Yahweh, in their trouble. He saved them out of their distresses. God is good, isn't he? He brought them out of darkness and the what? shadow of death and broke their bands apart. Let them give praise and thanks to the Lord, for his loving kindness, for his wonders to the sons of men. That's why we should praise God, Isaiah 9, too. We should praise God. When you get those opportunities, which when the saints gather together, like we do on, on Sunday, and the music store playing, and we've got people lead us into praise and worship, oh, my goodness gracious, the opportunity just to let God know how much we are thankful because he has taken us out of the shadow of darkness. He has. He has. Because we all were lost at one time. Yeah. In, in, in Isaiah 9, verse 1 and 2, it says, But there will be no more gloom for her who was in anguish. In earlier times, in earlier times, he treated the land of Zebulun and the land of Nephilim with contempt. But later on, he shall make it glorious by the way of the sea on the other side of Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. Who is it talking about? Christ, the Messiah, as it's talking about him. And he has come. Is that correct? He has come. Light has come. We don't have to be in this darkness any longer. So when it says that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil, it is, it is real to us. It's real to us. We can apply that. We can minister that. We can minister that in the dorms. We can minister that in the workplaces. We can minister that uh, 
uh, at, at Starbucks, at Panera Bread. We can minister that because people are going through things. You can just take verse 4 and minister to people because even though they are going through this situation, even though they might have gone through the death of a relationship or, or, or hard times or whatever the situation may be, even though they're walking through this valley or this shadow of death, they're not going to fear any evil because it didn't say they're walking through death. It said a shadow of death. So yes, is there. Yes, death is there. But it shall not touch me because of my great shepherd. It's not going to touch me. Even though, even though. We can, we can, we can do that with any situation. Come on, saints. We can minister to people because people go through things and you got to tell them with uh, conviction that I can, your shepherd, because a lot of people, times, 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 some people are Christians and they're going through things. Hey, your shepherd is a good shepherd. He's a chief shepherd. If he allows something, we don't know why he allowed it. We don't know, but we do know one thing is that we live in a sinful world. We do know that Adam sinned. We know that there are certain things that's going to happen because of Adam's sin. We do know that he's going to bring us through it. He has not, with his people, from Genesis to Revelation, he's not ever left anybody alone. I don't care what sin they've committed. I don't care what the situation was. I don't care what anguish they're going through. He's never left them alone. And he didn't say, I'm going to bring you out. Even when we read Psalm 107, you know what he said? Uh, because they rebelled against the Lord. Then he said what? They cried to the Lord. And what did he do? Deliver them. God is a deliverer. Do you hear what I'm saying? He's a deliverer. So you can be in the wee hours of the morning crying over a situation, in anguish over a situation. It really doesn't matter because you have a shepherd that hears you. You have a shepherd that's going to lead you through the valley of the shadow of death. He doesn't want you to fear any evil because he is with you. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.